1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet that tells you that dares to discuss topics like, you know, dragons, wheels of time, space lasers, superheroes, these kind of things. No one else does it. I don't know why. We've thought about it. We're so geniuses. I am Dan Selke, the editor of WintersComing.net. I was out last week because of complications following my second COVID shot, feeling woozy, feeling faint, feeling like I should lay down for a while. But I'm back and I'm better than ever. This time, Mia Johnson editor of of Dorktrodottheforce.com, is out because of a Disney-bound vacation, and filling in we have Wick Writer, um, excellent man, homeowner, and uh, all-around knowledgeable person, Corey Smith. Corey,
0: how are you doing? good good but uh i gotta say it felt like you're trying to scare people away with your symptoms there on on the second shot so it did, you know honest to god i was
1: saying it i'm like i am phrasing this wrong i didn't write it out of the like been, a, out ahead
0: of time a couple of Ibuprofen and you'll be fine don't be afraid get the yes, shot yes it's important to get the <laughs> shot takes a couple of advil you'll be all right don't worry about it <laughs>
1: You're completely right. I was saying, like, complication from the shot. I'm like, oh, God, it's not like an anti I'm not. Uh, Please get the shot. It was great. I feel better than ever. And I do. I mean, actually, I didn't really have anything bad, wrong with me.
0: Yeah. It's fine. I took a, day, a day off. Day off. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I it's funny it, but but it to scare anybody. But yeah, happy to be here. Happy to, to be uh, talking all these super nerdy things we're going to be talking about today. Okay.
1: We are. Because, you know, it, it is good to have you on, Corey, because um you're ab- about as uh sunk into the song of ice and fire game of thrones fandom as i am and you know like all like the little you know all the all, all the tiny points that no one really cares about like who betrayed who and who poisoned this person and how and when why and where so we can get into some nitty-gritty details i thought we would start with a the announcement of a well not a new game of thrones spinoff so a while back some context uh hbo announced they were making i think it's like seven in all game of thrones spinoff they're developing a bunch we know we're getting house of the dragon which is the uh dance of the dragons Targaryen civil war show but they're also developing like one about dunkin egg they're developing um something called flea Bottom. they're developing an animated show But we don't really know which ones are going to go, which ones are going to just remain in limbo, which ones are just, like, twinkles in the eyes of producers that aren't really ever going to get made. And there's also a Broadway play coming. But we heard just yesterday that HBO had officially hired a writer named Amanda Siegel, who's worked on a bunch of things, I think, like The Good Wife, I think, uh, Halstrom from Hulu, to develop 10,000 Ships, a Game of Thrones prequel about Princess Nymeria of the Rhoynar who fought the Valyrian Empire, lost to the Valyrian Empire, took her people, got in some boats, and get foed over to Dorne, where she burned them all and became the new Queen of Dorne. Corey, like, of the Game of Thrones spinoffs in development, where would this one, like, rank for you on sort of level of interest?
0: Ugh, that's a, that's a hard question. Um, I can do I an say, easier one if you like. No, I mean, I, I would say... I would put it kind of high, because... In the books and, and all of Martin's supplemental writings, we don't have a whole lot about about the uh, the adventure that Nymeria goes on. We kind of have the yeah. broad strokes. We know they were driven out of Essos uh, by the Valerian Freehold, which obviously shows up bigger later, the home of the right of the Targaryens and and all that. Um, so we just kind of know the broad strokes, and then they they basically sail around the ocean and they get into all these different you know, situations and before they finally land in Dorne and kind of integrate into the society there. Right. So I, I on the one hand, I, I like that because that's, that's way different and wouldn't really involve anybody that we know. Uh, um, you know, there, there wouldn't be, they they'd have some freedom to kind of negotiate that. Um, so I like that. I, I can foresee some challenges in the, you know, because a lot of it is at, at sea, um, you know, that's going to become very hard to film. Um, you know, I mean, initially they start out in essence of course, but then, and they do make landfall in different, um, mm-hmm. places, but you know, so that goes for a second. Yeah. Right. So that could be kind of hard to film budget wise and just, you know, to make it look nice and not like the same shot on the same ship every, <laughs> you know, episode. So it, would structurally have some similarities to, I think Danny's story. Um, you know, you got the strong female protagonist. She's kind of wandering around for a bit, going from here to there and, you know, getting into different stuff before she finally settles, uh, Nymeria spoiler alert, doesn't go crazy, uh, like Danny does, (laughs) but, um, so hopefully we have a better ending, but you know, I'd say pretty high. Yeah. it, It sounds interesting. I mean, as far as like the ship stuff goes,
1: I don't know, like, like post Game of Thrones, like the sky's the limit for budget, so I'm sure they do something. I mean, yeah. if, if if Master and Commander and Black Sails, I know people love that show to death, can be uh, good shows on the seas. I don't see why this one couldn't be. It would be pretty cool to get a look at like the Valyrian Empire, like which would be a real possibility in a show like that, like genuine Valyrian Empire, peak of their power, dragons flying everywhere like armies on dragon back with maybe helmets or uniforms or something. Everyone is a dragon horn. Um, They might even be able you know, you know what I would do if I were making this show is I would collapse this time period with the doom of Valyria and just like have different kind of plot threads going. One we got Nymeria and all her followers. I I just thought of this. And then (laughs) one with the commanders over in Valyria who are going to get drunk on their own hubris and ambition And then it's all going to come crumbling down. Ooh, I'm actually actually talking to myself into liking the show more. Um, I always thought it was a good idea. But I think if they kind of have different threads, which they would, because that's like a Game of Thrones thing. Like you have different threads you follow. That's like part of the kind of Game of Thrones formula. Um, I think that could be a a fun counterpoint. And also, you know, seeing Sothorios that would be a cool new thing we haven't seen. Um, And you're right that it is not a thing that has very... That has been explored very much. It's it, it's kind of dangerous that way. Because Blood Moon 2, the whole way, right. way back thing was like... They basically just made that all up. And uh, I guess it didn't work because it got canceled. Um, this would be something that they have to, you know... Uh, forge their own path on in a lot of ways. But well, I think there's more of a structure. And I'd be excited to see what they could do.
0: I think... I mean, you would be able to expand it into a lot of areas because the other than Nymeria, we don't really character wise, we don't really know anybody on the on who would be in that time frame. But I do. I mean, aside from you know what I was saying, unless they went with with your idea and and folded in some other things going on, it just the, had it. Yeah. And um, they would really have to, you know, because the story would be focused on just them on the ships. Right. So you wouldn't, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're kind of going around and exploring. So like they would collide with these different cultures, but we wouldn't really know a lot about those cultures before we, you know, met them. So I I think it would feel a little bit different from the main game of throne show, because you wouldn't have all these various houses. You would just have mainly, a few characters so it would feel a little more compressed i think um but which would be a good thing i don't think we have to do i don't want to copy paste right uh of of game of thrones
1: i don't either but i i do want to see the valyrian empire at the height of its power
0: yeah i mean that would be interesting initially that would be an interesting you know choice for them to make do we see the buildup to that you know what i mean do we see the whole conflict the whole war or is it just you know, the show starts with them waving by on the ships and, and you know, sailing off <laughs> into the unknown. So I don't know. That'd be a choice that they'd have to make. So I'm pitching it right now.
1: I'm saying you start off like the tail end of the war and then like the villains are harrying them the whole way until they go right. down. And there's going to be a Sotherian character who's having his whole plot. And then he joins up with the ships and they stay there for a while. I could see it. I could see it yeah. happening. You got your thoughts on this, Corey? Any other No, no, uh, no I mean we... uh,
0: like I said, I think it'd be it, it would definitely feel different, and I I'd be down for anything that felt that feels different from the original.
1: And we'll talk about another spindle's coming in a second. But first take like, a moment to um thank our sponsor for the day. And think it'll be the last time we do this, guys, so get ready. Um <clears throat> Manscaped. You're in a wood. It's dark, overgrown, and crowded with angry brambles and thorns that bite and also they pierce. If only you had a weapon to cut the, the, the oppressive thicket and let the forest breathe again. This is a metaphor. And lo, now you do with a Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. The best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Trusted by millions of men worldwide, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your sensitive grooming needs. If you're interested in joining the Brotherhood of the Forest Clearing, get it? We have an exclusive offer, 20% off, plus free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com where you going? And the mighty lawnmower is on all Manscaped has to offer there is also Manscaped deodorant to keep the sacred forest fragrant and Manscaped toner to tone it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code fansided20 and by the way, thanks, Christian. Uh, uh, hello, Christian. Hey, Agnes. Oh, Agnes says my idea are really interesting, but I thought the Nymeria timeline was long before the Doom. Uh, it is, Agnes. You're right. It is before the Doom. I'm thinking because apparently their whole Valyria spinoff is not going to happen. Cause that hasn't been mentioned at all. Um, I would play fast and loose. I would go ahead and just collapse some stuff. If, if, like, I'm, I'm thinking of like as like as like a screenwriter, not as like a Make sure we get everything exactly right, historian. But there's room for multiple stuff. And hey, Diane. Hey, Stephanie. Thanks so much, everybody. All right, Corey. So since we had you here um, again, so you, like me, are uh, very deep into the, or, or just know the lore of this stuff really well. And I wanted to get your feelings about, about the one um, spinoff that we are having. Uh, House of the Dragon, which is coming definitely for sure. That's not a question. We're getting it, probably definitely next year sometime. They're shooting it. It's a real thing, and you're familiar with the story. Have you read Fire and Blood, by the way?
0: Yeah, I read most of them in the the little short story connections that he used to have.
1: But you know, like you know, you 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 know what's happening with the Dance of the Dragons with the with the Targaryen civil yeah. war,
0: and and I think it's important too to point out that. I think we're getting the entire house of the dragon series Um, just from, from speaking with uh, Ryan Condal, who's the showrunner and from his comments in other places. um, I mean, he's, his, he's moved his kids over there. They're enrolled in school. (laughs) This is not a summer vacation for them. Right. So I think um, you know, that they're over there for however long the series will be. I don't think it's going to be the eight seasons like we got with game of Thrones, um, but however many seasons they have planned out, I think they've they've got a full series order. So that is uh, true. You, you have talked to showrunner
1: Ryan Condle multiple occasions. Maybe you will again. Maybe we'll have him on this show. That'd be great.
0: Condle has brought over a lot of his favorite pieces uh, from the U.S. and uh, he's got a life size Gollum statue that he had to ship over. Like he spent mm. a significant amount of money this to, to <laughs> come over there and um you know, like I said, his kids are enrolled in school over there and stuff like that. So it's not a one season. We're getting however many seasons they have planned.
1: I uh, I don't know. I mean, w- w- we're definitely getting the first season like they ordered 10 episodes like that's right. happening. I right. mean, if it crashes. Sure. If nobody, turns I don't in know. Man. It,
0: yeah. If nobody turns in and watches it. uh Sure. But I can't imagine that the ratings just by putting Game of Thrones on it, that the ratings Probably, would ever yeah. be low enough to where they'd be like, yeah, we don't want that. You know what I mean? So I do
1: like I would guess that they have pretty much a guaranteed two seasons. But after that, it's up to them. I mean, they're going yeah. to deliver a good show beyond that. I don't think we're guaranteed the full story. I think we're guaranteed two seasons of the story pretty much. Yeah. but if it's not a success they're not going to do thing. Same same. they're not amazon they're not going to order like they don't have just jeff bezos money to just throw billions of dollars at whatever they want and get five seasons off the bat um unless they want to try that and try to compete but anyway as far as house of the dragon goes how, how how looking forward are you to this one like we actually have pictures now it's happening. Would this have been like the one you chose if you were in charge of HBO and you got to pick which Game of Thrones spinoff gets made? Would you have gone with the Dance of the Dragons or would it have been like your second, third, fourth choice?
0: Um, I'll say it probably would have been my second or third. I think um, I think Dunkin' Egg would have been would have been my first choice. Yeah. Um, you and me, you and me. We're yeah, right this. I, I think that would have been a nice palate cleanser. Um, they're much smaller in scope, and I think it could have been a lot more fun. Um, I My first choice would have been Aegon's Conquest of Westeros. Really? Yeah, I think that would have been, uh, you know, because he, you know, have a lot of, he conquers the entire you know, continent of Westeros, he interact, you know, him and his sisters interact with all the big houses. There's big battles, it's True. you know, things like that. So that kind of would have been my first choice. So that kind of segues into, to fire and blood. It's not that, that does, yeah. much before fire and blood, um, sort of like Robert's rebellion to, to game of Thrones. Um, but I think fire and blood can, I, I'm very excited for it. But I think a lot of it is going to hinge for me on, um, you know, I'm sure that the the political intrigue and the backstabbing and the betrayal there. Yeah, I'm sure all that's going to be great for me. A big part of it is going to be the the dragon on dragon uh, oh, combat stuff, you know, how well that translates on the screen, because you've got some incredibly epic battles you know, between two dragons up in the sky and people are falling off Lots and plummeting of <laughs> to earth and, you know what I mean? And if those don't work, that'll be, you know, if they look small or they don't look expensive, that that'll be kind of a make or break for me, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, frankly, the dragon on dragon stuff it is the stuff that I'm not really worried about much at all. Like, that's the stuff, you know, HBO can do. Like, that's the stuff they have made, the resources I mean, all for.
0: All we saw before yes. was
1: the dragons fly. They were never fighting each that's other true. and having full-on dragon well, combat. They were that one time when that dark thing where you couldn't see anything.
0: Yeah, but, exactly. Um, exactly. When you couldn't see anything, we don't know how well it, it works. So, I mean, I do think, I mean, overall, if you, if you ask, I do have faith. I think they can pull it off.
1: I mean, I'm I I hear you. I I don't think I have anything to worry about. I mean, yes, we never saw a full on daylight dragon battle, but they do have all this technology they developed. They have all this inv- stuff they invested. I think they're ready for that. I'm glad they never had a full. on Well, not glad, but I mean, it, it's it's good for the show. They never had a, a full on dragon dragon battle Game of Thrones that you could actually see because that will leave something for this show, and just the toward the end of game of thrones the the giant battles were always sort of the stuff you could depend on to be really really good i'm i'm not worried about it i'm worried about all the other stuff or not worried but i i think i have more cause to be wary of all the interpersonal stuff the relationships the political maneuvering the sort of plot clockwork stuff getting everything to fit the right way um that i think in a weird way, is harder than the very big, elaborate action stuff, which I'm I'm pretty much... I think they'll do a good job at that. I think they know. It depends on that. I think that they're fully aware that if they don't do that right, they're not going to have a show. So I think they're going to go balls to the wall with that. But uh, the rest of the stuff, I think, is going to be the real, like, can it last? Is going to be whether we actually like these characters, whether we care they're on dragons tearing each other apart. And for me, I probably would have chosen House of the Dragon probably first, at, after Dunkin' Egg, maybe second. I mean, I'll be honest with you, for, for Akon's Conquest, my issue with that, from like a TV perspective, was always like, it's the story of like three really strong people who bulldoze everyone and then win. It's like I, I didn't see like a ton of conflict in it, so that's why I was not surprised when they skipped over it And then went to dance with the dragons. Cause that is where people are like, they're up, they're down. They're like, there's people who are helping from the ground up from the, the, there's like hubris They're They're, they're too big for their britches. And some are a middle path. They choose the wrong thing. There's a lot more like levels to it. So I, I always thought that that was a better choice.
0: Well, I I mean, I do see, I mean, house of dragons got a lot, you know, there's a lot leading up to the actual conflict. It's years in the making. So there's a lot of drama there. Um, I do also maybe worry a little bit about the incest problem. Um, the incest problem. You know, it we had that on on Game of Thrones, but it was kind of relegated to just a few characters. Um, whereas on House of the Dragons, you've got a literal entire house of people. Uh, yeah. I mean, you
1: know, what I'm looking forward to or just wondering is if we're going to have like full throated shippers who are um, on Twitter typing in all caps standing for their favorite, like, brother, sister, or uncle-niece couple. like, right. And then they're going to look back 10 years after that and say, like, Oh, God, did I, like, really endorse this full-on, unambiguous incest? Right. Um, I think the key is to lean into it because, I mean, because you you can't soft-serve it. No. like it's there it's so right. clear and so clearly a part of it you either have got to embrace the weirdness or like choose another show to adapt because th- right. that's, that's what this one is
0: yeah that's what i'm saying i mean it, it you it is it's all over so it's not mm-hmm. just jamie and cersei and you know whatever and people's imaginary shipping in their heads of other characters it's all the characters um so you know, hopefully they they have a way to that makes it work, and people aren't turned off by it. Uh, but I could see that being a little bit of an issue, at least initially. People, I mean, I think after you run it a season, people will just be used to it, right? I mean, I think you're right. Yeah, you know, but we'll initially you could have some issues with how much incest is going on.
1: I mean, it I we haven't really had like a, a moral panic in in a while at least about this like no one panicked over game of thrones with that with, with that particular thing anyway um yeah. I, I think it'll be fine as as Jen casey says people get over it i know it sucks no normalize it but things like that happened in the past and happen in fiction i there's not danger sure um let's read some comments there's some good comments in here nicole lovett says we have another show it's official nicole we have a show that's officially in development. It is not like House of the Dragon, where it's like definitely coming, but it's confirmed in development. Um, Agnes compliments me and my ideas again. This will be awesome, Dan. I agree with you, Agnes. I'm gonna go pitch it. As Nicole says, if you didn't get over it during GOT, I doubt they will with this. Again, I'm all for leaning into it. Let's let's get weird. The story's weird. Let's embrace it. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Corey, on House of the Dragon in general?
0: No, and I mean, and yeah, I, like we were talking, but I, we should point out and clarify with 10,000 ships. Yeah, just they, they had a lot of, remember previously they had five shows in development before House of the Dragon was was actually greenlit. So yeah. yeah, in development doesn't mean we're necessarily going to see it, um, but it does mean they're moving forward and they're at least trying to f- hammer out what that show might look like. Yeah, they have a
1: writer who is a real flesh and blood human being thinking of things and writing things down.
0: I mean, they have that for all the other ones, too, though. So exactly. So and not all of them went forward. So just because and even, you know, with like Blood Moon, they shot an entire pilot and then they said, no, not going to (laughs) work.
1: All right. um, As Peter asked, any date yet for the second part of Fire and Blood yet? (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Uh, No, Peter, there is not. And um, I would not expect one. Anytime soon, knowing how slow George R. R. Martin is with his work, but we can cross our fingers. Uh, moving on from the world of Game of Thrones, which is definitely on the grow, I think like the other really big fantasy series that is probably like directly going to compete with Game of Thrones. Th- there's Lord of the Rings show. We know so little about that. I'm not really going to talk about it yet. Is The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan, Brandon Sanderson. Amazon is putting the finishing touches on the first season it'll probably beat house of the dragon to air at this point um there is news that it's going to be out i think premiere this year that's like the kind of the signs because they're right. publishing like the 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 eye of the world the first book in the series like a re a new done version of it and right. usually that's done right when you time with a new season so that's exciting amazon because they have all the billions they just bought mgm today for like 8 billion dollars Pocket change and Jeff Bezos' couch. Just go ahead and toss We own James Bond now. Um they are two seasons in Wheel of Time. Corey, you have read the Wheel of Time books, or at least a lot of them, more than I have. I'm on book four now. And I just have to pick your brain about this. So they're clearly going whole hog on this. What chances do you think the Wheel of Time has to become sort of the epic event series amazon so clearly wants it to be
0: um i'd say good it it you know like you mentioned i've read i've read half the books and i've read double what you've read and i'm only halfway through the series so um there are 15 books plus a prequel um so i guess technically that makes it 16 or something um so there's a lot there. So a lot of it, I think, is going to depend on how much they trim. Um, I think the series lends itself to being trimmed, uh, you know, oh, the, the source material. Um, but I, I think it can be that series. I mean, it's got all the hallmarks. I mean, you and know, I have talked about it. I mean, it's it's got a lot of the – I'd say it's closer to Lord of the Rings than Game of the Thrones. As far as. So too is structure and just kind of narratively it's 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 got a lot of similarities um and so i think it can be that it just they're going to have to trim quite a lot cuz obviously i mean even if they trim half of the 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 books you, that's seven seasons right there you know and that's a long running <laughs> yes. tv show nowadays right maybe six seasons so anything past that is a long series especially when they come out like every 2 years now like they do because it's so hard yeah. to produce And I I I do wonder if Amazon can maybe crank them out a little faster. Um, You know, they're not a traditional TV uh, studio, right? So they don't. I don't think they operate by those rules. So and they have plenty of money. If it's a money thing, Um, I'm so (laughs) I I think they can do it. I mean, that season two is already greenlit, so. They have to know something, um, you know, whether what they're measuring, what their metrics are that tell them that a second season works. I don't know, but I mean, they're not going to green light a second season before the first one's even, you know? Uh, I think
1: normally they wouldn't. I think uh, when you're Amazon and you're putting this much money or something, there might be like a too big to fail uh, ethos operating. Like it's that weird thing where if you just like, you know, pay a couple million for a series, for like a comedy or something, and say, like, okay, we can see how it does, and if we like, we can make more. But, like, if you're investing, if you're build- if you're trying to build an empire, like, y- you kind of have to go all in or it's not enough. I feel right. like there's more momentum behind a giant series like this to get as much of it as possible up there. Because <laughs> here's the thing with-, with, like, a series like that and Lord of the Rings. Like, some executives said this. If it's not a huge world busting hit, it's basically a failure. Like, that is the weird irony of these giant series. And part of the reason I think there could be like a bursting bubble on this stuff. (laughs) Possibly sooner rather than later. I'm not really sure. So, I think so. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're ordering season two ahead of time because they know it's brilliant. I think they're doing it because that's just
0: what the economies of scale. <laughs> when do you get something this big sort of require? I was just saying, we, we do joke about how much money Amazon has, but I do have Let's to think down. at a certain point they would cut it off. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they're spending, you know, obviously there was more money involved with Lord of the Rings because they had to pay just to get the rights. Um, mm hmm. But I mean, I got to think if they're spending $100 million, $200 million a season for like Wheel of Time, if people aren't watching that, uh, you know, I don't know. And then also, I don't know, you know, this is something that we talked about another time is, you know, part of why Amazon wants the TV shows is to continue to sell its Prime membership, right? So they're, again, like we said, they're not a traditional studio, they're operating under different metrics than mm-hmm. just eyeballs on the TV, right? So I'm just saying, how do you track uh, why I signed up for Prime as opposed, you know, did mm-hmm. I do it for Lord of the Rings or did I do it because I want my, you know, diapers here in, in two days? You know what I mean? Do I, You know what I mean? Like, how do you... Yeah, I, I do, yeah. I mean, so, I don't, I, I don't know. know. Maybe they
1: can, it... like, time it or something. Like, you know, see if people sign up for, like, what if they sign up for, like, during the premiere or, like, during the run right. of it, you can... Us up something that but i'm sure bezos has some math in the back he can use for this kind sure. of thing.
0: yeah and but i will say that the ingredients within this series are there that the series okay. can be an epic series it can be a series that that translates into to a worldwide phen- phenomenon i mean whether it does i mean who knows uh you know there's no guarantees but um, I mean, the ingredients are there. So I'm excited to see the show and I'm excited to see. I am, too. I, I am excited also to see Amazon take on these big epics. Right. Um, yeah. Because, you know, like Disney, we know, you know, like Loki comes out in two weeks. Right. We know it's mm-hmm. probably going to be it's going to be pretty good. Right. Falcon and Winter Soldier was pretty good. WandaVision was pretty good. We know, and, and we kind of know the tone and what we're going to get there. And it's the same yes. thing with HBO, right? We know what we're going to get out of HBO. And because mm-hmm. HBO says we're putting out this show, you know, there's there's brand loyalty there and we and faith, right? We have faith that mm-hmm. HBO is going to put out a good show Yeah, that pretty polished. With Amazon, we don't really I mean, they put out, you know, the boys, y- you know, you know, what I mean, like, we don't really know them on that scale yet. So I'm interested to see how they do with those two shows.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I- I- I'm happy. You know, I- I'm happy the people are being ambitious. Why not bring some ambition into the world? Swing high, swing high, swing hard. What else are you going to spend the money on? I don't. I, I have no
0: idea. I guess.
1: I mean, well, buy, uh, buy another
0: buy, movie studio. Buy a grocery. I mean, you know, buy Whole Foods. Yeah, buy whatever yeah, you yeah, want. Do that. Some, You've already some, got. You know,
1: some good comments here, by the way. Uh, it says Agnes, my brother loved the Wheel of Time books by original author, but disappointed with the replacement author who wrapped up that anthology, hoping JRM gets GOT finished in his own words. <laughs> At so say we all, Agnes. As Jenkins, I hear you, Agnes. I know nothing about Wheel of Time. George R. R. Martin better not leave us hanging. Fingers crossed. And as Jen Casey says, yeah, cannot wait for Warrior, which I agree with. Corey, I think you'd love Warrior on HBO Max. I honestly do. I think you should watch it when you get a chance. Um, And it's good that you brought up Marvel because um, our final topic of the day, uh, speaking of Marvel, speaking of Game of Thrones crossover, speaking of what to expect from a studio and Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff being pretty good Marvel released a trailer for its kind of big new swing for its next phase of domination, Eternals, about a group of superpowered, immortal alien beings who watch over the Earth for millennia and decide in 2021 to get involved. Why? We'll find out. Let's watch a bit of the trailer for Eternal, which stars some familiar faces. Okay, so Eternals. Kind of kind of like this is their big new swing, right? Like it's not based on anything we already know. It's a brand new set of heroes. Um and again, like, not household names either. It's not like an Iron Man or Captain America or a Thor or anything. These are a bunch of new people. And also, yes, as Jen Casey says, we got Kit Harrington in there as Dane Whitman, who, by the way, is playing a medieval themed superhero named Black Knight, Typecast much you tell me and rob yes richard madden is in there as icarus the leader of the eternals who i believe can like shoot energy blasts or something super strength flight the whole sh- uh, the whole shebang um cory what do you think of this does this excite you are you a marvel person like are you into marvel yeah. and does this look interesting to you
0: yeah i mean i'm mean, i'm i mean like we said just a second ago i mean it's it's marvel so i see i mean I, i'll see anything marvel because their track record is so strong Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest you know they kind of uh a couple of people everybody's pointed it out like the biggest hurdle they're gonna have is how do you explain where the hell these people were, you know, for everything else that was going on yes. you know the, the seven other world ending threats that we've seen in the different Marvel movies, where were these guys? you know what I mean, so yeah, I do. You're going to have to answer that question pretty satisfactorily for people to buy in, I think, because if you just say, oh, we didn't feel like getting involved, then I I think people will not really buy in. Honestly, I don't. I'm not looking
1: for about that. I'm really not. Um, I don't know. Isn't the whole idea that they're like kind of above it all alien beings who are not supposed to interfere in the affairs of the earthlings? up to and including alien invasions and I mean Thanos yeah, is like their what, cousin
0: but then what what changes like what what made them jump in this time right i, I
1: guess both we'll go into the theater in november or whatever and find out i'm not sure i'm sure they'll talk about it yeah. um i mean uh so, so, somebody said earlier um i thought it was interesting you said that and i agree with you falcon and the soldier was pretty good wandavision was pretty good to me um Marvel has a plague of being pretty good, but rarely like fantastic. Like, especially with Falcon the Winter Soldier, like it was, it was good, but I, it, it never really thrilled me. Wanda Mission started off really, really cool. And then by the end, it was kind of like a Dragon Ball Z in a blasting in the air battle back and forth. No one really died. Like nothing really changed that much. Um, I think they kind of get into a loop and I, I feel like it, it, it's starting to sort of show like we know what we're getting with HBO. We know what we're getting with Marvel, but at this point I know what I'm getting so thoroughly that it's kind of starting to bore me a little bit. Um, I do think this one looks interesting because I mean like j- just watching the trailer, I- I-, I I can tell it's got its own stamp like Chloe's Cl- Chloe Zhao is now an Academy award winner, so That delay worked out nicely for Nomadland. Yeah. Like I liked um, you, know, you can tell like kind of like that soft dappled yellow light over everything the big location shot just a fan of it looks different um will it be different enough to like really jolt the mcu the way that i want i'm not sure i'm really speaking for everybody here but i would like that i'm not sure about that because you know the, the marvels thing is that it's also planned and regimented by kevin by super Genius kevin feige And you know, like anyone who wants to do something that different isn't really allowed to. Like Edgar Wright can't direct Ant Man. We just heard today about the um, Scott Derrickson leaving Doctor Strange Two because there was creative differences and stuff. Um, I, I I'm just hoping, and I'm not sure it's possible, that a new Marvel movie can really send a jolt of excitement in a formula that has become, even if it's consistently solid and good, a little rote to me personally. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it, they do start to run into that. Um, I think, uh, I think you, you kind of see though that they're, I mean, they are branching out, you know, you've got this, you got uh Shang Chi and, Uh and a couple other things that are, that are different, but if you're following the same formula, yeah, it's not going to feel very different. Um, I mean, you know, with Eternals, you know, you are drawing on some pretty obscure comic characters. Um, I do also wonder, mm. too, they're introducing a lot of characters in this movie, right? They are. It's a lot no, of dolls, a lot of action figures. Right. So, you know, they're not just introducing like one character and a couple, you know, four or five side guys. I mean, it looks like, you know, 10 to 12 major characters. Right. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, like you said, it it. I don't expect it to be anything less than solid. I'm definitely going to go see it in the theater. Um, Oh yeah. I probably will too. You know, but um, I I also thought it was interesting how, you know, at the end there, they talk about the Avengers and they, you know, someone pointed this out, how um, they say Captain Rogers. Right. Um, And so they said that's significant because they didn't say Captain America because Sam Wilson is Captain America now. Um They're instead of specific. Yeah, they were they were very specific because it did sound odd. They said Captain Rogers and Iron Man instead of Captain America and Iron Man. So I did like that was a touch that the at least the series, you know, because that was the thing with like the Agents of Shield and all those ABC shows, they didn't ever actually tie into the movies, right? No, there was no I mean that's the Feige touch, right? Like, that's
1: Kevin Feige right. with the scripts in his bed with a highlighter, like, with a red pen, circling everything that's not exactly consistent, and making right. sure it all lines up, which is both the blessing and the curse of Marvel, because everything is so consistent throughout, but nothing, or, I don't know, not a whole lot, like, jumps up the meter. And right. that's what I'm hoping Eternals can do. I'm hoping that uh Chloe Zhao puts her stamp on it. Like you said, like, it's different. It's a whole team of people that's different. Um. They're kind of gods, but they're which isn't exactly superheroes. That could be a little different, as Christian Hannah said. Agents of Shield tied in, which it did. I mean, it had like the guy from it. Connect
0: to the movies, right? Yeah, like the movies connected to the shows, and they got mentioned on the shows, but not vice versa, right? Like nobody ever talked about what happened on the shows in the movies. Sure. You know, so this would be different where he's actually talking about what happened in Falcon and winter soldier. And, and clearly WandaVision is going to connect back to, to the, to the strange movie. Two and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I so mean, I like that That is, it's going both ways now instead of just, it used to be a one way street. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I think it'll be a good movie. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be a great movie, like you said, but definitely going to go see it.
1: Yeah. I'm just, um, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm aiming high. Why not? I want, Will of, I, I, I I don't want Will Time to be like a, um kind of a rote epic fantasy. I want it to be great. I want House of the Dragon to be the next giant sure. thing in TV. I want Eternals to be a shock to the system because why shouldn't I aim high? And then be disappointed when it's like, even when it's just good. Um I'm sure yeah. we'll be back here to talk about it when it happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I hope it's probably, I hope it's more along the lines of like the first Guardians of the Galaxy or thor ragnarok or something like that where you kind of see them in a different situation and and just a kind of different vibe to it yeah
1: i'm looking forward to it that's like i forget when it. i, so I, I, I won't remember. say it it's coming out this year later this year november. in theaters november very november yeah. all right Corey, this is, a, this is a good discussion i'm glad we had you on I, I enjoy discussing with you and be picking your ex, your, your, your brain for your expertise, and eh, we know whatever. Have anything else you want to say before we go? Any thoughts percolating any of these topics or anything else? watch anything? Good? Uh,
0: I will just say, uh, Mister In Between has just returned on on FX for its third and final season. Um, that, that show, if you're talking about a shock to the system, is excellent. It's uh, definitely a dark comedy, but it is incredibly well written and acted um and definitely worth uh checking out like i said it it's tuesday nights on fx and the third and final season uh just debuted so check that out is it available on
1: streaming anywhere
0: yeah hulu has it um hulu Hulu has all the fx shows um so you can check it out on hulu um so and it's only like i said only the third season just debuted and they're 30 minute episodes so you can get through nice. you know the seasons in just a couple you know like a week you could probably be caught up by next week's episode so I uh, pledge to you I will definitely
1: scary. check it out Mr. In Between. You should it Yeah, out it's one of the
0: better sh- it's definitely one of the better shows that's on TV right now. Cool. High praise.
1: All right Corey, well thanks for coming by. Um always a pleasure to have you and if you would like to hear more of me, more of Corey, more of Mia, more of our insights Scintillating, insightful, and otherwise, we are available in podcast form on Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are available. Thanks for watching us. We are also back here on the Winter's Queen Facebook page and YouTube channel every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Back next week, week after that, week after that, with more brilliant discussion. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Fanightving. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between
0: Say goodbye